Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible and it's within you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody is now living the best life ever, but it took some stepping out of her comfort zone. She's going to show you how it can be done. Here is your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hey, everybody. Good Thursday afternoon. This has been a crazy week. And so if you are a regular listener, you know that I normally sound a little different than this, but I'm in my studio, my fitness studio, and actually my guest today, who I will introduce in a second, is literally across the street from me. But, you know, (laughs) we would have had to do this with masks on, so we just thought this would be better. Um, But we had a terrible, terrible uh, tropical storm, and it really hit our town terribly. So, Kara, you don't have power at home. I don't have power at home, right? I just got my power back yesterday. It went off. It came back on. So I'm hoping it's on when I get home again. (laughs) It's mine. A tree fell down in front of our house, took down the power lines. It's just been terrible. But okay, so 2020, you know, here it is, roaring 20s, right? Exactly. It's crazy. So Anyway, uh, thank you so much for all of you who are joining us again on this beautiful Thursday. It's sunny and warm outside. And for those of you who are first listeners, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Let's see. Uh, We, let's see. Kara, you know what? I'm just going to, I think you need to move your, um, your computer. Let's just see. Okay. I think, I think that's okay. Um, hi guys. We're just like having a little bit of a, um, let's see. Okay. So Carrie, you just need to talk a little bit louder. Okay. Okay. So uh, that's all. Anyway. Okay. We are going to get started, but I wanted to thank everybody who's joining us today and thank you to everybody around the world who has been listening to Fearlessly Authentic. Uh, we are so gratefully appreciative of this because uh, with the knowledge that you take away from the show, uh, that that is the main goal, is for you to be educated, feel empowered after being educated, and then go take that knowledge and inspire other people. I mean, that is the name of the game. So without further ado, and I said I would never use that to introduce a guest, I am going to introduce my guest, Kara Maculitis. Kara, the owner of Kara Max, A Place to Glow, got her start in the industry as a three-time master certified celebrity spray tan artist. She has been in the sunless tanning industry for four years and has obtained over 2,000 clients. Among those clients are celebrities like Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, and other models and influencers. Kara has a unique approach to sunless tanning, making sure all of her clients receive the best spray tan they'll ever have. And let me tell you, it's a good one. Kara's services are offered in the Tri-State area, and for her mobile appointments, you can inquire with Kara by emailing her, Kara with a K, at karamax.com. Thank you, Kara, for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, You know, when I first started uh, with interviewing people with my podcast about almost a year ago, Kara and her mom were one of my first guests. And just so much has happened, right? Everybody was really looking forward to 2020. And if life wasn't um, hectic and crazy enough, and even though we have all our blessings of our good health and so on, and the the people around us that we're grateful for, it's just been a crazy year. But I want to introduce you as when we first met two years ago. And when I met Kara, she was 19 years old, and everybody was talking about this really, like, amazing woman, young girl, who was spraying celebrities in in New York, and she was coming to our town, and I was so excited, and then we met. And so I'd love for you to share with everybody, uh, I know you've been doing this for four years, um, how you really got started, because I love your story, how it all started. Thank you. Well, you're part of my story now, which is awesome. <laughs> but so when I first really started was I went to um, college in New York City, 
And when I moved there at the time home in Connecticut, I would get spray tanned every single week. Um, so when I finally moved there, I was like, wait, where am I going to get my tans from? Um, and I looked all around and it was very, very expensive. And as a first year college student, I really didn't have any money. Um, so I convinced my mom to go half with me on like a little spray tan, like mobile system. Um, and I told her, I was like, I'm going to tan myself. I'm going to save so much money. I'm going to tan my friends in the dorm, make a little cash on the side. It's going to be great. And she was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so from there, um, I went and printed out like 700 flyers and shoved them under every door in our 17 floor dorm building. Um, and I was tanning myself. I was tanning girls for free just to like kind of build a little bit of a business just so I can make side money. Um, and then I eventually met somebody who had a friend who worked for, um, a glam squad app in New York city called Priv. And it was just mobile beauty services, hair, makeup, tans in the comfort of the client's home in New York and other major cities. Um, so I said, Hey, why not? I was working retail. Why not add another job onto the list and going to school? So I inquired with the company. I had my first interview with the CEO and I tanned her and she was the best spray tan she'd ever had. And I was in and they'd love for me to work for them. Um, so about a week later, I booked my first client on the app. It was 11 o'clock on a Monday night on a school night for me. <laughs> school night. And it was a fake name. You can totally tell. I Googled the person. I couldn't find them. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be a scary man that's going to kidnap me. Like that's the first thing going through my mind. Um, so I get to my appointment, uh, beautiful, like, do like no doorman, but like this virtual doorman system. I just moved to New York City. I didn't even know what a doorman was, let alone like a virtual buzz system. Um, so I went up to like penthouse one or whatever and I didn't know how to get in the elevator. It was this whole mess. Um, but when I got upstairs, I went to shake the client's hand and I introduced myself um, and I kind of looked up and it was Paris Hillen. So that, wow. was, that was my first client in New York City, which was like, it rocked my world a little bit. Um, and from that day on, I was like, okay, this, this can be my career. Wow. Wow. Because you felt that even with this, celebrity you felt composed you were what about 16 17 I, I think I just turned 18 a couple weeks prior to this I was very okay. young I was basically like 17 um and getting thrown into that world as a professional was very shell shocking and it really put me into a position of okay immediate professionalism immediate like just very, it, it was scary, but, um, I followed suit and I did my best job and I worked with her a few times since then. Um, and yeah, it was really a wonderful experience. That is unbelievable that you were exposed that early in your career. And that's when you realize, wow, I, if I can do this and I could be caught off guard and compose myself and and then she's a returning customer, then you know that you did a good job when people yeah. come back. And I know that everyone in little old Brantford, Connecticut would probably love my services as well. So that's, that's a very smart idea. So how, how long were you in the city spraying people on this app until you decided to come back home and uh, maybe start a business here in Connecticut? So I began with them in 2016. I was probably with them for a year, year and a half. Um, I met a lot of wonderful clients that I actually still work with to this day that I'm so thankful for. Um, and then I kind of got to the point where, okay, I'm working a lot here. Let me start advertising this at home. Uh, New York's an hour and a half away. I would take the train home every other weekend. And I started really building popularity because nobody in our area really did spray tans or offered them or did a good job. Um, that people thought was worthwhile. Uh, so I just slowly began tanning friends and family friends. And then it started becoming strangers who were, were clients that I started having clients, which was awesome. Uh, and I was doing this all in my parents' house and my old bedroom at home. So that was very like makeshift and not, it wasn't suit to fit for a, uh, for a business, if that makes sense. Right. So 
as I began doing that, it just kind of kept building and building to the point of tanning 30, 40 people on a weekend in Connecticut, going back to New York, working one or two retail jobs, going to school. It was a lot. Uh, and I eventually a year and a half, two years into that, I kind of realized, okay, I need to make a decision. Do I want to remain in New York? Do I want to be in Connecticut and work there full time? And what can I do business wise for myself? Yeah, that must have been exciting because you knew that you were on to something. Because as you said, even two years ago in this town, uh, there was only really one place to go to get a spray tan. And people really wanted, I think, you know, really get a really good tan, not just, you know, customized experience. It customized, right. And nobody really understands the difference between a regular spray tan and a customized one until they have that experience. And I will say for a woman your age, uh, that you handle yourself so well, you're very professional. I was, as you know, very impressed when I first met you, still am. And, you know, I don't really like to talk about people's ages in saying that, well, for a person your age, but you, I have to say that as a young entrepreneur, I think the reason that you have been successful is that you have, you have poise, you, you, uh, take control of the situation. Uh, that's been my experience. I go in there, you explain to me what's going to happen and you make everybody feel comfortable because let's face it, you know, it's not super comfortable to like get naked in front of a complete stranger who's going to like be staring at your body, spraying you for the next 10, 15 minutes, exactly. right? Underneath very harsh lighting in a tiny little room. It's very intimate. Um, and some people do find it intimidating, but I try to change that into a very, I try to give everybody a very welcoming, unique experience and make people feel as comfortable as possible because I'm there to make them feel their best and look their best. So when somebody comes in and they're very shy, uh, I mean, have you asked people, you know, they come in and they've got their bra and underwear on or the, I, I mean, I don't know what you do yes, with the men, but. Wear like a full swimsuit or, and I, I leave it up to everybody's comfort level. I let them know whatever you'd like to do, that's what we'll do. I'm, I, I'm not going to judge you either way. If there is something I think will work better for them, if they have an event and they don't need a tan line or they don't want a tan line and specific outfit or dress they're wearing, I might suggest one of the disposable garments that I offer or something like that. Um, I always let people do whatever they like with their comfort level. But if there's something I suggest, um, I just don't want them to regret a tan line. I always say I'd rather be a little more undressed right now than you coming back tomorrow for me to fix the tan line that you had. Exactly. So. Exactly. I want to go back to when you started your business in your home. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that for a little, for a little bit and you know, the, uh, the goings on and. Yes. So it was very like, I had an Instagram that I would like have people tag me on. That was huge at the time. I feel like now the credibility of doing that has been kind of taken away because everybody tags everybody on Instagram now. But I would say in 2016, 2017, that's when celebrities and influencers first started to promote and tag. So everybody that came to me, I said, please tag me in a photo or can I please post this photo of you um, to give myself that credibility of like, okay, look, these are real people with my work that you can see and then they'll know where to contact me. So that's really where I started to build. Um, I wasn't really focusing on any other marketing except for word of mouth and Instagram. Uh, I did have a link where people would book with me through, uh, which was great. It was a little nerve wracking because it was just clients coming into my home. They weren't people I knew at one point. It was kind of just not word of mouth. The word spreads fast and everybody's friends and family are coming in. Uh, so I would usually Google people's names, see if they're real. <laughs> make sure they're real. Um, and they would come into my home and I'd still give them that business-like experience. I had a little part of my parents, like granite countertop that I would have my little cash box and my little credit card reader. And I thought it was like so professional and cool. And I was in my bedroom down the, down the hall from my parents' bedroom. So at six in the morning on a Saturday when I'm turning the spray tan machine on, 
my mom and my dad are like, <laughs> okay, like this is, this has to stop. This is kind of ridiculous. So, but it was, I, I'll never forget those days. And now in these uncertain times, I kind of miss them. I miss no overhead and being out of my home. And it was so intimate and special and really fun. Yeah. It, I think a lot of us are thinking about what it was like when we first started our business with the idea of the business. So for me, I started training people, you know, either at their home or my home. Mm-hmm. And then it got to be very similar to like your business. And then I said, well, I need to take it to a place where it, it becomes my own. So from... Right. Right. So from there, you launched into the studio that you're in now. Yes. I was looking for spaces because my parents were like, all right, like 50, 60 people coming through our house every week. They're like, we're going to have to redo the floors. Like this is is not a commercial use, you know, commercial space. So I began looking and I told my mom and especially it's interesting to think back now because right now we're really in the age of the entrepreneur in the beauty industry. But uh, back then I, I just had this vision. I've always been a big manifestation person and really envisioning my life and my goals and where I'll be. And I just could not envision myself in a room besides my bedroom doing spray tans. I needed something bigger. I needed something where I could grow or help others grow. Um, so I was looking at a space right near you. We're still very close to each other, but I was looking at a space a little bit in between us. It fell through. And on that same day, the space that I'm in right now became available. Um, and it was just one of those meant to be scenarios. It was a little bigger and a lot more expensive than I was planning for or hoping for, but I knew that it would give us um, my, myself and other people who wanted to work here, that chance to grow and have that community and place to work. Um, so, yeah. So your goal in, and anybody who's listening that is, um, you know, under 20, who's thinking that they might have an idea for a business, how would you suggest that they, they maybe start it? At first it comes with an idea, but did you create a business plan or did you just say, Hey, I've got enough clients right now where I just know because you said you're a big manifester. I am too, that if you believe it, if you dream it, it will happen. Yep. I'm a very, my whole life in school and life and work. I'm such an on the fly person. Nine times out of 10, it works out for me. Great. Not a huge planner. I'm very non-traditional in that aspect. Um, I did not have a business plan. I learned as I worked. Um, I would probably suggest having a concrete business plan so it leaves zero room for error, error. But the amount that I have learned in these last two, two and a half years is absolutely priceless. I feel like I have 50 years of experience right now. Um, but if I were, could go back and I had my idea and I started right now, I probably would have stayed smaller for a little longer. Um, I think the no overhead, the money that you can save and the leverage that you have, uh, is like none other. And I would, I, I would have slowly built myself to where I am today. I wouldn't have gone full force into renting a 1500 square foot commercial space. I would have probably, the space that I'm in right now, it was two spaces that I conjoined. I probably at first would have taken the one space and just worked with a few people, kept it a little smaller until I built the momentum to grow to where I am today. Um, But that's just what I would tell somebody that was in the position I was in. Uh, I think that's good advice. You know, I started my business when I was 50. I opened up my studio when I was 15. I was like, I love it. (laughs) 50, almost 10 years ago. And I remember that same feeling that I'm very, I think one of the reasons we get along so well is we're very similar. We're, you know, we, we plan, but we don't, we don't want to get into. Not the the, numbers and the logistics. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and the doors will be open and that's all that matters. Right. And they will come because they've come before. And um, my first studio was very large and there was a lot of wasted space. 
And then I realized what women wanted. And then when I came to Brantford, I opened up a really small studio. And now I'm in a big studio again because, you know, it's constantly changing. So I think for entrepreneurs, you have to be super flexible and you have to listen to your clients. Yes. You always have to listen, um, do the research. Don't think you know it all because you don't. I don't know it all. I'm learning every day. And I try to surround myself, um, even in my personal life, but mainly in my business life as well, with smart entrepreneurs and business owners that are very successful. Um, I just believe that you are who you hang out with. And also they give me some of the most wise and incredible advice and um, reassurance and things that I've done or had to do. And I think that's the most important too, is just always looking outward, supporting others, they'll support you. Um, and no one likes to be alone in situations that they're unsure of. Having someone to turn to is really amazing. So my friends like you and other people. So when you opened up your place, Caramax, a place to glow, did you, since you didn't think about a lot of the things that you're talking about now that you have some perspective, right? And perspective is everything. If we don't have perspective, then we can't we can't evolve. We can't change. We need to exactly. be able to look back and say, okay, I would have changed this. Not necessarily their regrets, although we will always, I think, have a few, um, and in biz business included. Uh, but it's having that plan. And so did you have any fear at all no. when you opened up your place? I thought I was on top of the world. I felt so untouchable. I was like, I did this. And I was really proud to have done it on my own um, with the love and support from my parents. And I felt very accomplished and I still do. I don't ever want to take that away from myself. Um, I have, I still don't really have fear. Uh, I definitely think a bit more strategically now. Um, I think about the snowball effects that certain decisions may have or certain um, like additions may have. So whether it be changing out the space or putting a wall up and maximizing my space, things like that, just thinking for the future and thinking about everything that is affected by one little decision. Um, so I definitely think more strategically, but I still don't really have a fear. I think being a business owner, uh, resiliency is the number one trait that you need to have. I could have given up 85 times by now and gone back to my bedroom and lived my <laughs> life by myself, but that's not me and moments of weakness can't get to me. And it's just about being resilient, pushing forward. And there's tough times will always come. If there's no tough times, there's no great times and there's no learned lessons. So you just got to take it as it comes and always just be grateful for where you started and remember that. Don't forget who you really are. Great advice um, from a young businesswoman. I, I think you really touched upon something that a lot of people are talking about right now, which is resilience. Yes. And we're being tested every day. You know, That's these times day. that we're in That's are very form. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough out there. Life was already tough to begin with, and then we got and but that's what life is all about. And if we think that it's gonna be smooth sailing all the time, then we're misinformed and we're living in a fairy tale world. Exactly. When things are going really, really good for me, I'm like, okay, let's brace ourselves. Something really bad's going to happen, but we're going to learn. Like, it's just, that's just how life has always worked for me. Like when things are always going really good, that one little bump in the road will hit, but you just have to take it as it comes. Don't let it get you down. Uh, every bump in the road that I've ever hit or had, I have learned a lifetime worth of knowledge from. So I'm so thankful for it. I, that's why I don't really have many regrets or uh, wish differently upon my journey. I, again, I agree with you on that. I think that the people that can look at a tough experience and learn from it, because there are a lot of people out there that feel that when something, you could either you know, I had a guest on my show who said you could either think about things happening to you or for you. Exactly. And I think 
you and I agree that these are things happening for us, not yeah. to us, and not being the victim, because I think the victim puts you in a defensive place. Yes. And that's, as a business owner, I don't see, I, I just think that you shouldn't ever have to defend yourself. Um, just be like we're saying here, being authentic and be true and say, hey, yeah, you want to know what? I did mess up. I did do this one, made this one bad decision or I said one bad thing and you want to know what? It's okay. We're human. Uh, be resilient. You'll get through it. And in five years, you'll be a way better person because of it. Wonderful. I love that. We are going to take a break in a few minutes. We're going to take a break now and we will be back in a few minutes with Kara and find out what is going on in the future for her business and uh, what big plans she has. So we'll see you back in a few minutes, everybody. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code podcast to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at JodyHarrisonBauer.com. That's info at JodyHarrisonBauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am with Kara Maculitis, the owner of Kara Max, A Place to Glow. Thank you again, Kara, for being here. Thank you again for having me. Kara opened up her own business at the age of 19. She is... A spray tan like superstar. I've had many, 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 many spray tans from her, and she has made me feel comfortable. And every single time I go in there, I have to look at myself under those those bright lights. It's the worst thing in the world. But then afterwards, you always say, "Now look at yourself." I'm like, "Oh, I feel so much better." I know it's the best feeling in the world after your spray tan. So what is the secret? I mean, if it's a real secret, we won't share it here. But what is... Yeah. So 
I always tell people and my clients and a lot of people don't understand this unless you're behind the spray tan gun doing the work. Um, It's all about application and it's all about the technician's knowledge, I think, um, personally from experience. And that is something I'm developing at the moment is some type of educational course or certification um, because there is so much misinformation and the sunless industry in itself is very irregulated and very underexplored. There's not a lot of information out there. Uh, so doing your own experimentation and research and collaborating with other artists, that's been my key to success so far. I definitely don't hide in the dark or keep to myself. I have a lot of really great friends in the industry that we're constantly helping each other out and experimenting with different products and different techniques and just finding what works for you and your clients um, and not being afraid to try new things. I think that's the key uh, to giving an awesome spray tan. And I think, again, you know, as I've mentioned, you making everybody feel very comfortable yeah. in, in that. And I think that is, I remember when I sent my husband to you and, you know, I, he was that. like, she, she was, she was great, you know, and he's, he's a pretty modest guy, yeah. but it was, uh, and, and again, to have that composure with every different, uh, type of person, whether they're your age or my age, you need to immediately figure out what is this person's level of comfort here and what can I do, right? Making you feel comfortable and you feel okay with what's happening. No surprises. I kind of give everyone a little briefing on what they need to do to get ready. Then when I walk in the room, I kind of walk them through the process a bit and what we're going to do. And then we usually just get into like the deepest conversation for a good 10 minutes about life. And then before you know it, we're done. So it's sort of like going to the dentist and the dentist just talking to you about things. So you don't have to think about, okay, I'm totally exposed here. I'm breathing in their face. <laughs> right, exactly. Breathing back off my teeth. So, exactly. So, I want amidst all of this happening, you have the business for two years. Your mom is a little involved. Your dad, um, always an entrepreneur, uh, was very supportive of you know any decision that you made. Your mom as well. Your mom, I know, shared with me that this was something not not opening up a tanning a spray tanning salon boutique. And, and Kara doesn't offer just spray tanning, and we'll get into that as well. But I know that both of them are very supportive of you. But we had a little, um, you know, again. Life hasn't been great. We were quarantined in March. That was tough. How did you deal with being quarantined and our, both of our businesses were shut down? How did, what were you going through during that time and how did you stay connected to your uh, clients? So the first two weeks, I think like everybody else, I kind of thought I was on vacation and I thought this would never happen again. So I stayed in bed for like two weeks and did nothing totally like truthfully. I did some renovations at the salon, stuff I painting and I really just hung out at home and did like 20 face masks every day and lived my best life. And then I realized I was like, all right, this is uh, this is going to go on for a long time. I needed to kind of, I didn't want to slip into that. Like, Oh my God, fight or flight depression. I didn't want to slip into that, that I know a lot of people did struggle with during this time. Uh, so I just began going on all forms of social media, like 12 hours a day and just talking to people and interacting and posting and posting videos of myself, what I was doing at home. I wrote a couple of blogs. I was doing giveaways. I was selling, um, these little kits with self tanner that you bought one. I called them quarantine kits. Uh, I, was trying to kind of reinvent the wheel a little bit and figure out, okay, how can I try to run my business from home? Just like you were doing as well. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm tired. Like I want to go back to real life and to real work. So, but it was just really staying connected and just talking to people. Um, maybe clients that come to my salon, but they don't often get the chance to speak with face to face, just connecting with them. And just keeping tabs on everyone. How are you doing? Like, what have you been up to? Are you working? Is your family healthy? Things like that. I think that's 
great advice. I I did something similar. Obviously, you couldn't do digital tanning. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I did get my spray tan. I, yeah, exactly. Spray tan in a bottle. So. And I think people were very grateful uh, to hear from us yeah. and other small business owners if they stayed in touch with their clients because they are part of our family and we do care about them and maybe they don't have other family and to feel connected to somebody that they have a relationship with is so important because I think a lot of people fell into that situation you started talking about around mid-April when we realized, whoa, this is bigger than we thought, this is going to go on longer than we thought and how could I pivot, how could I stay positive how could I stay engaged with my audience and still let them know that when the day comes that I open, that I can't wait to see them? And, and exactly. Um, and just being in touch and letting people know, hey, I'm okay. Uh, you're going to be okay too. I think a lot of people did get into that space of feeling very scared and letting them know that it's going to be okay and just providing daily inspiration or a positive image or a positive giveaway or something getting dropped off to their house to look forward to to something that small, uh, I think makes a really big difference in the day-to-day -day life during the unknown. I, I completely agree. I loved getting my, my what, what did you call it? Um, quarantine. I call it like, yeah, just like a quarantine kit. I loved it. I really did. So after we finally opened up around June, you and I opened up around the same time. And then something else happened in your life. So Could I would say we opened up like mid-June. So about a month before reopening, um, my dad tragically passed away. It was May 17th. Um, actually, it was exactly one month before we reopened our businesses. and. I stayed very positive through all of quarantine, but when that happened, I was like, hold on. Like I, I'm not that strong, you know? Um, and I had my time of weakness and still do because it's a very, um, it's the grieving process. Everyone, a lot of people have lost loved ones during this and everybody knows what that process is. And it's the unknown, um, so I kind of slipped into that. Okay. I don't really want to go back to work now. I, I was so adjusted to my home life. And then, um, my dad passed and I was like, this sucks. Like this, this really sucks, you know, and going from kind of being at home and being in that really sad state to, all right, get back to work, get dressed, put the smile on your face. It, it was really hard for me. It really was. And I know it was for a lot of people. I have a lot of people I know that they were very depressed as business owners and they didn't know how they were going to get back and show themselves as presentable and excited and happy because a lot of us weren't excited and happy. A lot of us were scared and we were hurting physically, mentally, financially. And so again, resiliency. Um, my dad always admired how hard I worked. So having that in the back of my mind helps a lot. But um, yeah, just remaining resilient. And he's with me every day now. I know. I, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him at your 21st birthday. You had no idea what you were getting yourself. <laughs> he was so charming. And I know that uh, you had always told me what a character he was. And when I heard about his, what's that? He was very different from my mom and I. Yes. And he, he still would never understand how people would pay for a spray tan that washes off in 10 days. He didn't get it. <laughs> he, he, he was um, definitely a character. And when I heard the news, I was, what? I just... It's I like just, this year can't get any worse, you know, and yeah, it's just this year. And I, I, like I said, I have other friends who lost a parent or their parent was diagnosed with a horrible diagnosis or somebody died of COVID or got diagnosed. It was just a very hard time. 
And people also need to remember, like, it's okay to not be okay and take your time, take a step back and just give yourself, be, be kind to yourself. You know, it's okay to not feel good or gain a little weight or not want to go to work. You know, it's, those are okay things. I think pre my dad's passing and quarantine in general, I had changed a lot as a person Um, how I valued things, how I looked at things. And before COVID, my business was my whole entire life. And now that I truly know how short life is, I, I, my business is still my life. It's my baby, but I've also taken a different stance where I need to enjoy my life. You know, you need to do the fun things you like and go on a vacation when we're allowed to. And eat the donut or go take a day off, do things that feed your soul because that's what you have for the rest of your life. Businesses, especially during times like this, they're not always, they're temporary. They don't always make it. They don't survive, but you do survive. So you touched on a lot of different things. Um, One of them was going back to work with a smile on your face and not that you pretended that, your dad didn't pass away, but I can't even imagine, you know, what you were going through. It was hard enough for all of us to open up our business after being closed for three months, not knowing what was going to happen once we opened. Were were people going to come back? How were we going to run our business with masks on and all this sanitation, sanitization, you know, again, like how we started out um, when we first started talking was that life is already complicated, could be hectic, very busy, could be stressful and cause a lot of anxiety depending on your outlook. And that's why it's so important to sit still, have perspective, meditate, exercise, do the things that where you can take care of yourself. Exactly. And I think a lot of people kind of stepped back and were like, okay, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself and your family and the people that you love. Uh, things don't matter. Money doesn't matter. It just, it doesn't, you know? And in the moment you got, sometimes you can get really caught up and think this is your everything and ride your, ride your existence on whatever that thing is. But once you can kind of take that step back and realize that there's so much more to do, to see, to live and to experience, and you do those things, that's when things really start to take a shift and, um, I think even the things that happen for you will take a shift as well. Don't you find that what this has helped you with a little bit is, as you said, taking that vacation, eating that donut, saying, you know, whatever it is, not, it's finding that balance. And we talked, you know, uh, when you came and trained, right. When you came and trained with me, when we first met, and I think we talked about balance back then, because you were balls to the wall. I just met you when you opened up your studio And I think that comes with uh, finding that balance, comes with experience, comes with life experience, comes with some confidence and comes with perspective is, is you've, you've gone through, we've gone through a lot with the quarantine, then your dad passing away. He did not die of COVID. He did not die of COVID. Thank, thank God. Um, That was real. That would have been even more scary on top of what we went through. So, and It's just, I think, unfortunately, sometimes it takes something tragic like this for, and and even even being in quarantine with COVID and everything else going on, it does, it gives us that perspective to say that what we don't have, we don't need. And maybe I'm not going to spend a hundred hours in my business anymore because life is too damn short. Exactly. And you have this whole life ahead of you. I mean, yeah. I'm living until I'm 100. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I am. <laughs> That's cutting yourself short. So but there's be around for a long time. Yeah. So what's changed in your business? What do you feel has been the biggest change that you've made with this new attitude in your business? Besides taking some time for yourself, are you... St- I know you said you're still working a lot of hours, but what would you say is the biggest difference in running your day-to-day business now? I would say how kind I am to myself now. I'm not as hard on myself. 
um, I've let go of a lot of control things I used to hang on to, like answering the phone 24 seven. I would, I always usually forward the phone calls to my cell phone when I'm not here. And if I want to take a day off, I don't need to answer the calls. People can leave a message and we'll get back to them that night or the next day. Um, small things like that. Like I don't always have to be at the salon. Like other people are capable and taking care of the day-to-day activities. And it's, I've let, I've let go a lot of that stress. Um, so that's been a really big help to myself. And then I've also learned, um, like through the quarantine and through the pandemic that all of my eggs shouldn't be in one basket. Um, that goes for everything and everybody, um, always have a plan B, uh, if you have one business, try to produce several uh, streams of revenue. That's something I've been working on as well. Um, so if tomorrow morning this building burnt down, I could still make money and survive and rebuild through another form of revenue. Um, or just having that plan B, if the brick and mortar businesses don't make it into the next year, that you can downsize and still be producing a profitable income for yourself, your family, and whomever else you have to take care of. Um, so just looking at the bigger picture and really just not putting your eggs in one basket, because as I've learned in the last few months, nothing's guaranteed. Life isn't guaranteed. Um, opportunities aren't guaranteed. So just to always be smart and, um, keep things spread out. Yeah. Keeping your head and your heart open to uh to learning more and that's what i love about this show is that we're right now you're educating young men or women who are listening to this show hopefully we both are but if they're around your age they they can realize that hey you can you can do this and i think uh having several streams of income that's something i've always talked to other entrepreneurs about small business owners is you can't just be doing one particular thing you need you need to have a lot more than just one stream of income exactly because that could be a very dangerous thing yep so if somebody owns a coffee shop this is metaphorical but you own a coffee shop and the coffee bean goes extinct what are you going to do but if you own a coffee shop and you also retail cute mugs and cute notebooks and books and snacks and food okay whatever now we'll just expand into that realm and we can stay open um so just always keeping your your options open um don't focus on that one thing and put all of your eggs in that individual basket because if that goes down you're gonna feel like okay i'm going down and that's not how it should be you should have um those other options and those other resources and opportunities readily available for yourself. I think that's great advice. So what other, speaking of several streams of income, so you, you provide spray tanning at your studio. What other services do you provide? So right now I have a stylist who does hair, cutting, coloring, highlighting. I have an esthetician who does full body waxing and facials. I have an eyelash extension technician. Um, I have myself, I have my other spray tanner who's also an esthetician. Uh, we do have some other really exciting services we'll be offering once we are allowed to do phase three, um, which those services require for the removal of a face mask. And I am working on something, I've been working on it for like the last month or so, and it's not 100% final, so I don't want to jinx myself and tell everyone what it is. Um, but I'm in the process of actually purchasing um, a company with a fellow spray tanner that I know. And uh, we're very, very excited about it. And that will be like, it'll be really exciting. It's in the sunless industry. And hopefully we'll be able to provide everyone with some education and some regulation of the industry and things like that. So online business, like you're working on, I'm trying to separate my eggs and put them in different baskets right now. That sounds really exciting. Yeah, but really I'll cool. just, well, so you I'll heard it here it. first. I'll talk <laughs> about it in real life. Okay, okay. It's interesting that you talk about the sunless industry because I don't think people really think of it as, not that, as they don't think of it as an industry, they don't but that, 
the hair industry or the nail industry or the spa industry. It's very um, irregulated and it's kind of always been on its own. There's not a lot of resources out there or concrete information or research or data. Um, it's kind of a every man for himself type of deal. And that is why there's some very successful people in that industry, in this industry, I should say, but there's also a lot of people who get into it and they're like, wait, I don't even know what to do because there's no information out there for me to absorb or use. Um, so kind of helping to regulate the industry and make sure that, especially with COVID, that people are being clean and doing the things that they should be doing. So that's something in my lifetime. That's a goal I really hope to achieve. Well, I think that that's great because I think a lot of people do think about, well, how, how clean could this be? What does this person know? And what are you spraying on my body? What am I breathing in? Um, am I going to be orange? That mythical orange tan that everybody, that's that stereotype that everybody has about spray tanning and kind of busting the myth about it. Right. Right. Well, I can't believe that we're almost done with this interview because time just flies. It just flies. You know, I know we talked about fear and you said you didn't have any fear when you opened up your studio. Now you are two years into the business and I wanted to have you on the show because I do feel that you are fearlessly authentic. I think you are very true to yourself and I think you do things without fear. But I wanted to know what fearlessly authentic means to you. Fearlessly authentic means to me um, to not be authentic in your words, but in your actions um, and to stay, you're, just stay humble. Um, you're never too good for anyone or anybody or any opportunity uh, and resiliency to remain resilient and always push forward. If somebody tells, you no, ask someone else. Um, and that there's always, um, you can create your future and your yes answer to anything that you want to do. I love that answer. You really are fearlessly authentic. You I know try. that. I try. It's not easy. Authenticity is hard to, it's hard to live these days with all these filters and facades on social media and making yourself look better than you are and like your life is better. I, I completely agree with that. And I think everybody struggles with the ultimate authentic life. And I think it's something that we all need to consistently and constantly work on. So, so I, every day. absolutely. If people want to get in touch with you for a spray tan, uh, how can they get in touch with you? You can go to caramax.com or you can go to the Instagram handle at cara.max. Um, you can give us a call or send us an email and we'll get right back to you. Okay, Kara, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jody. Love talking to you as always. You're the best. And if you, uh, if you have been listening to the show, please share this with your friend. Uh, you can listen on demand tomorrow. And please subscribe, share with your friends, leave a comment. We love having you listen to us. We hope you're learning. And we want you to live your life fearlessly authentic. Have a great Thursday, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.